TMJ and Sleep Center podcasts. Now we've gone through the process of identifying the symptoms, getting your consultation to find out a treatment plan, getting that treatment plan. And we've even heard from some patients about the results from working with Dr. and Solara and the crew at the TMJ and Sleep Center. One of the major components is something we've hit on in several of the podcasts, but now we're going to really focus on it. And that's the physical therapy component. And Jamie, a physical therapist that works with a number of Dr. and Solara's patients, is our guest today. Jamie, thanks for joining us. Dr. and Solara, even the patients we've talked to have talked about how important it is to follow this component of the treatment. And how did you come to the conclusion that the physical therapy component was such an important thing in solving TMJ? Well, that was kind of an easy conclusion because if you open an anatomy book, everything's connected. So, and then we've been kind of saying that. And you want to find um, a physical therapist that you can talk to, you can uh, relate uh, patients to, and uh, and uh, this way we can discuss what the treatment plan would be for each individual patient. So n- not every treatment plan is the same. So uh, Jamie will look at them, evaluate. She can get back to me with um, anything that she feels she wants to do. And we can talk about that. As a matter of fact, she has a whole list of people that we work with and we talk about. And uh, we make sure treatment is a uh, specific for each and every patient. And I went through that analysis with you, Jamie. The two of you work quite well in tandem because you told me what to tell her and gave me x-rays and things to take right. with me. I had those on my phone. And then you went over what I'd gone through with Dr. Ansalara and looked at the pictures on my phone and were able to help me start doing the exercise I have to do at home. I'm, I'm making the motion of the of the bar that I have to do behind my back. Yeah, That's my get, very important one. <laughs> and uh, that's really a, an important component is the communication between the two of you, right, Jamie? It is. So prior to working with Dr. Insolara, was this something that you were uh, focusing on or has this been kind of a new journey for you? This is a journey I've I've been under maybe seven, eight years. Okay. Um, but I started focusing more exclusively in this population in the last <laughs> three or so years. How did you guys come to work so well together? Well, her winning personality, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and, and basically, she was very excited about what we were doing, and she has a passion, which I can respect because I feel the same way. So that's kind of the mutual thing between us. And uh, the other thing is, she totally understands the concept of treating a person whole body, not just individual parts, which is very uh, important. When I was in with you in your back room over at Pro, there was a number of things you showed me, have me doing a thing where I'm pulling and turning mm-hmm. and uh, then the the pole and the and the roller, but you also did a, a massage for me. And that was the first time that ever happened, like a, a mouth massage. That, that was interesting. Right. So just knowing that those tissues have been painful and effective and, and, and dysfunctional for some time, working on getting blood flow to them and working their extensibility. And there's decompression. As you lengthen those muscles, you can decompress the joint and do some pain relief. And that is often a part sometimes of initial phase for a patient just managing their symptoms somewhat. Makes it easier for them to function with the orthotic in. And quite frankly, the orthotic will register the change because the changes, the muscles, like Jamie just said, will be starting to lengthen and, and, you know, and, and get to the right position and the bite will change. And I can see that change and adjust for it. And for the people that haven't been through or experienced any of this, what are we trying to change with the physical therapy component? What adjustments are we trying to make? So we have 
complementary vantage points, uh, I think. And where, where I come in as a physical therapist is I like to view the temporomandibular joint from the socket orientation. So right up by your ear. Yes. Okay. So how the cranium is situated on top of the neck and the upper cervical and the TMJ and the bite, as we know, all influence each other. And so I'm coming at it from how is that upper spine and how the socket's oriented playing a role. So I want to optimize all of that position and ability to reach a good position and a functional base of support. The orthotic is 5,000 times a day of functional bite position uh, into these muscles that Jamie's working with. So it sets the stage. So you you can't have a dysfunctional jaw 5,000 times a day and try to create stability. It can't work. So the the components of both, both of what we do will you know, complement each other. And then I can see, see, I can visually see a change in an orthotic based on how the patient bites because it affects the jaw position with what I'm doing and the patient is doing 5,000 times a day and what Jamie's doing to orient the patient in the proper three-dimensional position posturally. So when I said my second orthotic, when I first had it, when I bit, I could feel a slide and then the slide kind of went away. Is that what you're talking about? Right, because you're not the second orthotic because there are two usually two orthotics in treatment. The second orthotic is different than the first and usually people see that second orthotic, they go, oh, it's going to feel just like the first. Uh, No, it's not. And I always warn them that and I say, but that's because you put in a lot of postural work and you put a lot of orthotic work in with the first orthotic, so you're not the same person you were four months ago. And if you look at their pain chart, they might come in with, you know, some pretty good check marks. But by four months, when we're doing the second orthotic, usually that pain chart's down to zeros, zeros and ones, really small. They've done their work, and that's why they qualify for a second orthotic. Plus, we've done the x-ray, so we can visually prove that that head isn't in the same position. Right. Physically see it And in I the send x-ray. those x-rays to Jamie so she can see what, what, what's going on. I always take snapshots with my phone when yeah, you're you doing do your I, stuff. I, you know, you're <laughs> the only one. Pay, picture, picture, patients picture, do yeah. that, but we'll print them out anyway and uh, give that to Jamie to, to take a peek at. And Jamie, what you were talking about is, and, and what I think a, a lot of people fail to realize until they start getting involved in this kind of stuff is just how much is going on in that part of your body. It's influenced by so many factors, all the way down to the toe. All your cranial nerves go through your head. And like we spoke before, the mandible is the densest bone. The teeth are the densest structures. Your masseter is the densest muscle because thousands of times a day, you're utilizing your jaw to live your life through your face. I like that phrase. And so we have to make that pain-free, and and that's a big deal. So uh, that's why working together with somebody that's very qualified like Jamie is is a real plus. One of the other things that's very important is the uh, doing um, therapy with the foam roller, and that's working more on the shoulders and and head, correct? Yes. And one of the one of the goals often with the foam roller is using it in different ways around the thoracic area, which helping integrate spinal curves. Again, so your upper cervical spine can have a a more neutral and more balanced position for the head to rest. And we'll make sure on the podcast page we take some pictures and put them up there of some before and after for the sure. spine and the sure. and the head placement for sure. So yeah. if you're listening and you want to look at that, you'll be able to look at that and physically see the change, which is... It's great to see. I, I, me- I have my own little primitive way of measuring because uh, I work with the ear. I, you know, I take it from the ear and I check down to the shoulders. So we do that the first thing for a new patient exam and we do that routinely when they come in and see what the changes are. And we can actually see how the shoulders are changing as well. There's always one shoulder higher. You, you can't get forward head without having a shoulder higher, which means one hip's higher, and Jamie sees all that stuff, and one leg is shorter. That's what we see. I see it every time, and we have to change it. 
And that was one of the things, the, one of the first times I saw you we were doing the consultation, you rightfully predicted that I had left knee pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when well, you were working. <laughs> well, you can kind of say, yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, yeah, I can, you can see these things. I had a guy yesterday that came in with his daughter who had all kinds of pain, and her face is his face. And so I said, well, but you're 20 or 30 years older, so here's what you have. And he goes, how did you know I had all that stuff? And I said, well, you're 30 years older than your daughter, so take your daughter out 30 years, she'll have the same thing, unless we treat it. It's the asymmetries that we're trying to work with. Jamie's trying to create a symmetrical body, like we're creating a symmetrical bite position as well. So it's, it's all the same. You know, we're just working with different muscles. It does seem for the average person who just, you know, ends up taking an aspirin or something for shoulder or neck or, or jaw pain, mm-hmm. or just like, wow, I got to learn how to chew it because I keep biting my tongue or the inside of my lip and they're focused on the symptoms. It's hard to correlate, like you said, all the way down to your toes could be affecting what's going on up up in your jaw. That's because you're looking at one thing. Mm. And, and I just remember a patient telling me, you're the first person that's looked at me as a whole person, not as you know one part. Because like I said, looking in an anatomy book, it's all connected. So one part affects everything else. So we have to make sure we're covering the bases. I don't have an anatomy book, but I'm guessing you have a lot of them, Jamie. <laughs> yes. And, and she looked like she wanted to say something. What yeah. did you want to say? Well, I was just going to follow up on that in that our body is amazing and it has so many adaptive capabilities, right? We sometimes call them compensations or compensation patterns, but Good we point. can be yeah out of balance or out of symmetry and be okay to a certain extent. And I think sometimes working with the TMJ, it becomes which compensations, which asymmetries are really driving the pain condition and how do we optimize those first or second and and coming up with those priorities, I think is where having some experience and being an exclusive TMJ therapist, that's been where I think I can bring an advantage because of trying to understand and, and using some algorithms and and systemic approach to figure out for each individual which things have to happen first or second to really have the best outcomes. I want to make sure I'm interpreting this right. A compensation pattern, that's how, okay, this is happening. So you start doing something different with your body to make that pain go away or be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Precisely. That's where the shoulder's coming out of an alignment because your back feels better that way or your head going forward feels better. Many times we don't, we're not conscious of that happening. Our body just like does it for us. Is it safe to say that physical therapy is reversing the compensation pattern or correcting it? Good question. Probably, Semantics? Probably both. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the nice part is it, this isn't, uh, it's not a cookie cutter because every patient is different. So that's why we work with that. And that's why Jamie's uh, very good with that because she understands that concept. And I think it is important with that what you're working on in your office is important to have a partner like Jamie in her office that understands the mission. And she understands what we do, so she understands what she needs to do. You know, when you work together for a while on so many patients, and you know, you, you, I think we understand where we're all coming from, so makes it that much better for the patient. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's that's part of the key is Dr. Ancelera and the way that he and I can communicate. <clears throat> he's he's generous with helping me understand his approaches with his time and and making sure we're on the same page and and receptive to ideas that I have. So it's oh, yeah. it's really no question. it's it's really a, a integrated team approach and I I just love working with you Dr. Ancelera about the way that we do that. It's a win-win. Is I can see the changes yeah. in our shared patients. Yeah. In that synergy is essential for success. 
Yeah. Jamie, thank you very much for joining us for the podcast. Yeah, thank, thank you very you for much. Having me. Yeah, thank you very much.